Hello, and welcome to the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, or Mid-East Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. The United States and Iran seem to be hardening their positions in advance of a resumption of negotiations to revive a 2015 international nuclear agreement once Iranian President-elect Ibrahim Raisi takes office in early August. Concern among supporters of the agreement to curb Iran's nuclear program, which former U.S. President Donald Trump abandoned in 2018, may be premature, but do raise questions about the efficacy of the negotiating tactics of both parties. These tactics include the Biden administration's framing of the negotiations exclusively in terms of the concerns of the West and its Middle Eastern allies, rather than also as they relate to Iranian fears. A failure by both the United States and Iran to acknowledge that lifting sanctions is a complex process that needs to be taken to, into account in negotiations. And an Iranian refusal to clarify on what terms the Islamic Republic may be willing to discuss non-nuclear issues once the nuclear agreement has been revived. The differences in the negotiations between the United States and Iran are likely to be accentuated if and when the talks resume, particularly concerning the mechanics of lifting sanctions. The challenges facing the JCPOA negotiations are a really important example of how a failed experience of sanctions relief, as we had in Iran between the Obama and the Trump administrations, can cast a shadow over diplomacy for years to come, making it harder to secure U.S. interests, said Iran analyst Esfandiar Batman-Geldic, referring to the nuclear accord, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, by its initials. The Biden administration may be heeding Mr. Batman-Geldic's notion that crafting sanctions needs to take into account the fact that lifting them can be as difficult as imposing them as it considers more targeted additional punitive measures against Iran. Those measures would aim to hamper Iran's evolving capabilities for precision strikes using drones and guided missiles by focusing on the providers of parts for those weapon systems, particularly engines and microelectronics. To be sure, there is no discernible appetite in either Washington or Tehran to adjust negotiating tactics and amend their underlying assumptions. It would constitute a gargantuan, if not impossible, challenge, given the political environment in both capitals. That was reflected in recent days in Iranian and U.S. statements. Iranian spiritual leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei suggested that agreement on the revival of the nuclear accord was stumbling over a U.S. demand that it go beyond the terms of the original accord by linking it to an Iranian willingness to discuss its ballistic missiles program and support for Arab proxies. In a speech to the cabinet of outgoing President Hassan Rouhani, he asserted that the West will try to hit us everywhere they can, and if they don't hit us in some place, it's because they can't. On paper and in their promises, they say they'll remove sanctions, but they haven't lifted them and won't lift them. They impose conditions to say in the future if Iran that Iran violated the agreement, and there is no agreement, if Iran refuses to discuss regional issues or ballistic missiles. Iranian officials insist that nothing can be discussed at this stage, but a return by both countries 
to the nuclear accord as is. Officials distrustful of U.S. intentions have hinted that an unconditional and verified return to the status quo ante may help open the door to talks on missiles and proxies, provided this would involve not only Iranian actions and programs, but also those of America's allies. Mr. Khamenei's remarks seem to bolster suggestions that once in office, Mr. Raisi would seek to turn the table on the Biden administration by insisting on stricter verification and U.S. implementation of its part of a revived agreement. To achieve this, Iran is expected to demand the lifting of all rather than some sanctions imposed or extended by the Trump administration. Verification of the lifting guarantees that the lifting of sanctions is irreversible, possibly by making any future American withdrawal from the deal contingent on approval by the United Nations Security Council and ironclad provisions to ensure that obstacles to Iranian trade are removed, including the country's unfettered access to the international financial system and the country's overseas accounts. Mr. Khamenei's remarks and Mr. Raisi's anticipated hard li harder line were echoed in warnings by U.S. officials that the ascendancy of the new president would not get Iran a better deal and that there could be a point soon at which it would no longer be worth returning to the 2015 deal because Iran's nuclear program would have advanced to the point where the agreement's limitations would, would not produce the intended minimum one-year breakout time to produce enough enriched uranium for a bomb. We are committed to diplomacy, but this process cannot go on indefinitely. At some point, the gains achieved by the JCPOA cannot be fully recovered by a return to the JCPOA if Iran continues the activities that it's undertaken with regard to its nuclear program. The ball remains in Iran's court, and we will see if they're prepared to make the decisions necessary to come back into compliance, U.S. Secretary Antony Blinken said this week on a visit to Kuwait. Another U.S. official suggested that the United States and Iran could descend into a tug of war on who has the longer breath and who blinks first. It's a war that so far has not produced expected results for the United States and in which Iran has paid a heavy price for standing its ground. The official said that a breakdown in talks could look like a lot, a lot like the dual-track strategy of the past, sanctions pressure, other forms of pressure, and a persistent offer of negotiations. It will be a question of, of how long it takes the Iranians to come to the idea they will not wait us out. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer at mideastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Best wishes and take care.